0: Good morning. hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and beautiful Tuesday morning, and uh, that was the Peterson's Beulah Land. Beautiful song, one of my favorite uh, gospel songs. In fact, I think it was my grandfather's, probably even my dad's, too. <laughs> they always liked that song, and uh, uh, depending on who's singing it, it can be a very beautiful song. Of course, that goes with most songs, depending on who's singing it. <laughs> Me, uh, whether you enjoy it or not, but uh, Dave, from what I understand, today's supposed to be a really nice warm day today, tomorrow, so uh, I'm tickled to death for that uh, because you all know how much I hate and despise cold weather with a passion and all my heart, and uh, so thank God that um, it's going to be warming up a little bit and actually see some clear skies because I am sick to death of uh, rain and cold, <laughs> so, but uh, good morning, Miss Mousy, she says she loves that song, too, and Sheila, and Jennifer, and Darlene, my wife, Brandy, Karen, so good morning to all you wonderful people, and uh hope you all are ready to start the day off in the right way, well, that's right, it, let's go ahead and stand, and let's do our uh, Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Praise the Lord for that wonderful pledge. And uh, I know the last uh, few times we've met uh, here this morning uh, that uh, went off <laughs> and on what's uh, uh, Happened at uh, East Tennessee State University, and uh, I know a lot of people, from what I've read and seen, or feel just like I do, and pretty upset at the uh, ignorance and disrespect uh, for our uh, nation's flag and country. And I, uh, uh, I don't know what more I can really say. I, I did go to school there for a while, but uh, I didn't graduate from there. Graduated from. Uh, other colleges but uh, not there but it's just uh, we do need to pray for our nation uh just like i was uh, reading uh, today franklin graham of course some of y'all may have seen it on social media where i posted from franklin graham where he was talking about uh the equality act that uh, the biden administration is trying to push through and its implications uh that if it is passed how how it could uh possibly affect churches uh affect uh, your children uh, affect uh uh you know a broad range of how it's going to uh, further push uh, the moral uh, issues of uh, homosexuality and transgender and you know pedophiles all that's in the same category you can't sit there and say one sexual immoral act is okay but another sexual immoral act is uh, isn't okay so it is uh it's wrong and we need to pray for these very confused individuals who have been brainwashed and indoctrinated especially these kids who think that this is no big deal and uh so we really do need to pray for our nation because i'm telling you right now if i'm out with my family and some man decides he's going to use the female restroom well guess what um it ain't gonna happen. So the only thing he's gonna identify himself with is the floor. So but uh Jennifer says she saw in the news that the next John City Commission meeting was going to be open in a Hindu prayer. Wow. That uh, I didn't see that. The world has gone crazy. That uh that sickens me. That really does. I've opened they've asked many comes a couple of times to Open up in prayer uh, at the John City Commission. I know Dad has done it several times. And uh they always give us uh, rules and instructions of, well, don't say this, you can't say that. And I, I smile and nod my head and I think to myself, I want to get up there and say whatever I want to. I The Lord lays in my heart to pray about something I want to do. I don't care if they like it or not. Apparently, they must not have liked it because they haven't had have me ask me to come back in a long time. <laughs> but uh that, that's that's nauseating uh, that they're going to have a Hindu prayer. It just... Godless society, it really is. It's a, in a, in our, it is indicative of the laws being pushed. And uh, uh, I've had some real problems with those who are running for the John City Commission. Uh, and uh, uh, particularly one individual that uh, was not what he was perceived to be. But my wife told me that I shouldn't say anything when he was running because it would only make me look bad. <laughs> So I didn't say anything, but uh let's go ahead and look at our verse this morning. <laughs> all right. Uh Proverbs fifteen one. A gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. All right. You know, I don't know about you all, but I have often had a, a very tough time <laughs> always trying to control my tongue. You know, it is um uh, when I get angry, I, you know, I, I, I speak before I think. Oftentimes, my mouth runs faster than I think, and uh, it's been a real problem. And it's something I've really had to try to address and work on. Still far from it. I, I just don't know what it is that every time I get behind the wheel of a car, I automatically start getting angry. <laughs> And uh, it makes me think, of, I don't know how many of you ever saw that uh, cartoon uh, with Goofy where he gets in the car and he's like a really sweet, gentle guy and he gets in the car and as soon as he hits the gas pedal and turns thing, it's almost like a transformation from Dr. Jekyll to Mr. Hyde and he's just like horrible and nasty. That's the way I feel sometimes when I get in, him <laughs> in a car. And, uh, you know, we have got to be careful uh, not to hurt our witness whether we're driving in a car or on social media or, or where we're at, what we're doing, we need to be aware of what we're saying and how we're acting. And it's it's not easy, you know. Particularly in a car situation. You now I've told my wife many times, you know, uh, try to be have a good attitude, try to do good, and it's just inevitable, you know. You got a guy's by that close from your your bumper, you know, riding right on top of you, and that makes you mad. You got somebody pulls right out front. No traffic for miles behind you. But uh, they got, they have to pull right out in front of you and do twenty miles an hour. I don't understand that, you know. Or they won't. Or you got some monkey thing that is cute to to uh, hose up the, uh, the passing lane on the interstate. And uh, you know it's like, you know they won't go on, and you can't get around them. And uh, you know it just makes you mad. It just it makes you angry. And uh, that's why we've got to be careful. That's why when people make us mad, whether it's on social media or family members or friends or supervisors or bosses we've got to be careful we can't just spout off at the mouth and trust me i'm talking from experience because i've had i've had co-workers i've had co-workers that i thought were friends you know and uh, be joking around and all of a sudden they just smart off and get nasty and i'm like what's that about you know and it just you know it just uh, of course, you know, like I said, my sense of humor is different from most, and a lot of people don't always get my sense of humor, <laughs> and so I understand that. I think some people out there they take their job too seriously. I mean, I know that, you know, depending on the job. I mean, obviously, if you're a brain surgeon, you got to take that pretty seriously. You know, <laughs> as as a pastor and and dealing with people's eternal state, you got to take that pretty seriously. You know, but there's some jobs I've had, and you know, it just really, you know, it, it was a, a jobs that we' just really uh you weren't meant to make a career out of it just you know the work you had to do to pay the bills and some of these people I tell you it just gets my nerves as, as by the book you know and it's hard to 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 refrain from from saying something because i, I keep staying pe- working with people that uh well paragraph three of section c of page two forty four states clearly in the handbook that you are to blah 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 you know and I know, I you know. I, I, you know, I wasn't a pastor at the time, and there's many times when they turned around and I, I let them know what their IQ was. And that that wasn't a, a good thing, and uh, so that's why we got to be careful, uh, particularly as Christians, to really watch our angers and, and watch, watch our anger and watch our tongues. And uh, you know, I, I like what someone had said um, said that. Uh, if you can't go without drinking for twenty four hours, then you may have a uh, alcohol problem. If you can't uh what was the other thing? Uh um, oh, I can't remember now uh what the other thing was. But anyway, basically it was but if you can't say if you can't refrain from some saying something nice uh or or say something bad rather, and uh and be nice for twenty four hours and you've got a problem that needs to be addressed and, and taken care of and we need to bring that before the Lord. You know, there are things that, you know, if you can't go without something, you know, your phone, alcohol, uh a form of drug or whatever it may be for longer than twenty four hours, then you've got a problem. And if you've got uh, you know, not to be crude but diarrhea of the mouth and that you can't control your tongue for twenty four hours and you've you've got to uh, uh give out to the Lord. Uh, there was a, um, a little story I thought was pretty good. Uh, it was um, talking about, um, I don't know, did it say what part of the country? It just said a, a little village, a little English village. But uh, the, there was a, a situation had risen where a, um, uh, these two guys got into it. And uh, one of the, the boys went to the priest and said, Listen, man, he's slandering me. He's running his mouth about me. He said, I am want to uh tell him what i really think about him and confront him and the priest said you know he said when you he said uh he said an insult is like mud and he said it's better uh to it's easier to brush it off and get rid of it while it's still dry i mean while it's dry rather than when it's wet and uh in other words he said cooler heads will prevail And uh, it's better to wait a little while and then work out whatever problem you have. And that's something my dad has told me before, too, because I've had, uh, some of you know, I've I've regretfully said said things on social media I wish I hadn't said. I've allowed my temper. I've allowed people to push my buttons. And I've said and responded in a way that was not in a Christian attitude. And uh, I regret that. You know, I was trying to... um, uh, not to make excuses, but no stretch of imagination. I mean, it's something I have to—I've had to repent of, and ask the Lord to, to to help me with. But it is—what's um, uh, I going to say? The there was a there's been a growing process of maturity, and that's really what it boils down to: is your maturity level spiritually, mentally, and emotionally that you can refrain from saying something you shouldn't, or that you. Let it fly without without thought and without showing that self-control. And that's something we have to do. And, and, you know, oh, I know what I was going to say. You know, I I always try to, and and I shouldn't say, I don't know if the word pride is is the right word or not, but it is um, uh, kind of I've prided myself in being a real, being real. You know, I, uh, as a pastor, I try to be, you know what you see is what you get. I try not to be any different at the pulpit than I I am at home, but I I tuck that that thought of trying to be real. But I, I I have allowed too much of myself to be exposed, if you will, uh, on social media and different venues. Uh, and I, I think it's hurt the ministry, and uh, I know that it's uh, caused some people to be upset and leave and leave the church. And I and I regret that. And uh, that's something that Dad has always told me to give it twenty four hours. You know, when somebody's running their mouth, you know, because I, you know, I'm very defensive when it comes to the church or my dad or family. And, and when I see somebody running their mouth, you know, uh, erroneously, just blatant lies about my dad or the church, I, I've I've allowed my temper to get out of control. And and I and then I should have just either I should have just let it go or not even responded at all. But that's something we have to do. Is you know, if somebody's running their mouth about you, hey, we've got. Have had ex-employees that's got back to me that's running their mouth about me or dad in the church, and and, uh, and it, first thing you want to do is confront them and say, man, what's your problem? You know, but I've yet to see a, a ex-employee of any business that didn't have some sort of disgruntled attitude and 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 not be upset. And uh, so all I can do is I pray for these individuals. You know, there's people whether it's an ex-employee or whoever it may be, uh, even family members who have slandered and, and talked about me like a dog and the last thing I want to do is pray for them but that's what we have to do, it's what we're called to do and we've got to pray for our enemies we pray for those who persecute us and uh, slander us uh, and we show that attitude of God of grace and we show that attitude of forgiveness and it's not easily done but it goes back to having that self-control uh, in our in our thoughts and minds and uh, in our tongues and if you've forgiven if somebody then you need to truly let that go And, you know, because it's easy to say, yeah, I forgave this person. And then when somebody else comes back around and says, hey, do you know so-and-so said this about you? You have the choice then to say, yeah, I don't really want to discuss it and go on because you've forgiven it and you've let it go. Or you're drawn into that conversation. Yeah, let me tell you what he did. Well, then you you know that, you know, you've not really uh, had forgiveness in your heart if you're easily willing to jump in on that. I thought there was a little story I thought was pretty good. Oh, and that's another thing that even uh, Solomon uh, he, he talked about that in Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes five two, to uh, not be rash with your mouth. Let your words be few. And uh, you know that's something we got to do is uh, let our uh, our words be few. It's better to uh, people to think you're stupid than to re- open your mouth and to remove all doubt. <laughs> you know. But uh, there's a great little story here I liked uh, that I like to read. You know, Charles Spurgeon, mighty man of God, done some wonderful, uh, done great things in the name of the Lord. Uh, But it said, uh, two influential influential preachers, Charles Spurgeon and Joseph Parker, occupied pulpits in London during the 19th century. On one occasion, Parker commented about the poor condition of children admitted to Spurgeon's orphanage. It was reported to Spurgeon, however, that Parker had criticized the orphanage itself. Being a man of fiery temperament, Spurgeon blasted Parker from this pulpit. That attack, printed in the newspaper, became the talk of the town. Londoners flocked to Parker's church the next Sunday to hear his rebuttal. I understand Dr. Spurgeon is not in his pulpit today, and this is the Sunday they used to take an offering for the orphanage, Parker said. I suggest we take a love offering here for the orphanage. The crowd was delighted. Ushers had to empty the collection plates three times. Later that week, there was a knock at Parker's study. It was Spurgeon. You know... Parker, you have practiced grace on me, he said. You have given me not what I deserved, you have given me what I needed. So, you know, it is um, exactly that. You know, it's been very easy for Joseph Parker to give back a uh, a rebuttal, a a slanderous remark, uh, to put up the fight. But instead, uh, he showed grace and he showed mercy instead of giving what he uh, thought Spurgeon deserved. He instead showed grace. And and I have seen a living example of that through my father. I've seen people do some very nasty things uh, to him and said nasty things about him. And then when dad found out they were in need, uh, he would uh, reach out and uh, help them out, whether financially, whatever it is that they're dealing with, and offer a helping hand. And uh, there's been times that he's done that. And I've even said, I don't know why you bother. I said, they're nasty But he was extending grace, he was showing that mercy, he was showing, demonstrating the qualities of a Christian and one of an attitude that has the mind of Christ. And uh, that uh, has been some real good teaching moments for me to see that example of grace when instead of slamming someone who probably deserved it, but but instead showed grace. And uh, and that goes to uh, back to spiritual maturity, and that goes back to uh, that you uh, have got your heart and mind and where it needs to be. So, you know, but now there's some people out there that do this in a very uh, uh, condescending way, a very uh, passive-aggressive way, uh, that when somebody uh, has said something bad about them, they'll do something nice, but it's the heart... Was not really in it because I've, I've heard people say, "Well, I will, uh yeah, I'm going to do something nice for them because if I do, it's like keeping coals of fire in their head." You know? So you're not really doing it out of a uh, loving heart. You're just doing it because you think it's going to uh, uh, upset them in some shape, form, or fashion. So you know, let's make sure our hearts are in the right place. You're not doing it in a passive-aggressive manner, uh, just to, to poke a stick at them uh, because you think that's what will happen that we're truly showing extending mercy and grace to those who would hurt us and slander us and persecute us we're still showing grace we're still showing mercy we're still showing love and we're showing self-control and spiritual maturity by controlling our tongues and it's something i have to pray about daily i have a bad temper i admit that uh and it not to uh it's something i have to pray about every single day and uh there's Good days and bad days. Yesterday was a bad day. I lost my temper a few times driving. And uh, and I tried to be, uh, and immediately I'm like, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. And then turn around and you lose my temper again. I'm like Lord, what does it matter with me, you know? And uh, but it's something we have to do: is control our tongues, control our tempers, and let us be in servitude, completely sold out to Jesus Christ, and demonstrating that in thought, word, and deed. And if we can do that, what a mighty witness we could be, and what mighty warriors in God's army we could be. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel message. Uh, Lord, thank you for this good word this morning. Uh, Lord, help us to take heed. Help us to make it applicable. Uh, Lord, let us uh, use this to be equipped and edified. And Lord, by result, uh, we use it to glorify you. And Lord, help us to to have that self-control and to speak kindly and lovingly about our fellow uh, friends and family and enemies and, Lord, let it be a reflection of you that uh, you have made that change of heart, that you've created a new heart within us, that we are that new creation. We've put off that old man. And, Lord, let us serve you well. And, Lord, for someone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with Holy Spirit. Lord, I do pray for this uh president and vice president of this administration that you'll touch their hearts and minds like never before they'll, that you will open them they'll come to know you and lord we know that all things are, are possible through you lord jesus and lord uh, i pray that this uh, equality act will get shot down in a major way uh, so that uh, our children and our churches won't be affected our communities will not be affected by this immoral uh, act and uh, actions. and and Lord, I do pray that you'll be with the, the people of this nation. she will touch their hearts and minds like never before. Lord, I do pray for our sister in Christ, Kim Penix, and Wendy Lee, and Ginger Hood, and uh, her husband Troy. I do pray for Linda David Feathers. Please be with David's aunt, uh, who uh, is not doing well and uh, had to go to the hospital. Lord, I pray to be the Roger Winters, and Ron Thompson, and uh, Jane Kitchings. And uh, Lord, I just pray that you'll be with so many that are dealing with loss, who are dealing with pain and spiritual mental and emotional be those who are battling cancer or COVID Lord bring healing upon them Lord be with us use us lead God and direct us this day in Jesus name I pray Amen I appreciate all you guys and gals for watching this morning, and uh, hope that uh, you uh, enjoyed this morning's devotion. As always, if you uh, if you have friends or family don't do social media, would like to watch these devotions each morning, they can watch live on flbconline.com. dot com, same with our sermons. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to the Doctrine Chronicles podcast. Apple iTunes, free of charge, audio only. You listen to all these devotions each morning and uh, sermons as you're going out and about your day. Well, I do hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless.